This is uh, today quite a crossing the Jordan moment for us. Uh, There are certain moments in a church's life where we have kind of big moments. Some of those big moments are, are obviously planting the church, putting elders in a church, buying a building. We've done all those. Uh, this is the moment we're sending out another church. So it's kind of the reproduction point, the kind of coming of age point, really, of, of saying, okay, and now it's about, it's about producing other churches, leaders, other leaders. And that's what we're celebrating today. Uh, and uh, it's kind of, it's a, a day that mixes kind of a sadness along with a, a joy and a sense of um, faith and excitement and possibility, both for those going and for those staying. Um, and I'm going to communicate that in this section. How would you like this to be said about you? Because you have followed my God fully. da 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 Because you, this is Joshua 14, 9, because you have followed my God fully, because Joshua and Caleb had followed the Lord fully, God gave them the land. God gave them the land. It wasn't just them themselves. It wasn't just that they were just great, kind of sparky, kind of, entrepreneurial types, you know, go-getting types. God gave them the land because they had followed God fully. Because they have followed the Lord fully, Caleb, at aged 85, felt as fit and full of energy as he had 40 years earlier, he says. We read about in Numbers 14. Because he had, Caleb, a different spirit. What's that mean? Because he had a different spirit, God blessed him and his favor rested on him. We got a different spirit this morning. That's what God's wanting to ask you. Have you got a different spirit? Are you of those that are actually of a different spirit? from the world, that actually rather than seeing all the giants, rather than seeing all the difficulties, that you actually are seeing, my God is a great big God. And he is well able. Is that your heart? Because I tell you, God can do a lot if you were of a different spirit. And God's favor rests on us. We must know, first of all, that it is God that governs our future. Do you know that? Yeah? God. It is God that shows us favor. They crossed the Jordan. They entered the land. They dwelt in it. Not because... They were just, as I said, more gifted fighters or more daring or just had a more sort of positive mindset. But they knew that it was my God 
There's a personal sense of it's my God. They, they followed my God fully, not just the God, but my God, my God fully. Meaning there's a personal, yeah, no, we know each other, God and I. There's a personal connection here. It's not distant. So it's actually, no, no, my God. This is my God. Who is doing it? And we see this thread come right the way through. If we wanted to kind of sum up the whole Bible in a sentence, really, we would say that it's a story about God working out his plans and purposes. And the Bible highlights men and women who believed this fully compared with those who didn't and tried to take things into their own hands at times and to try and work it out themselves because they maybe felt that he wasn't doing it fast enough or that this should have happened or, you know, we, we, we were waiting for this and we just decided to kind of press ahead anyway. Or there's those that are saying, no, no, it is my God who is going to do this thing and we are waiting for him and we are going, we're believing that he is the one that takes us into the land. He is the one that plants churches. He is the one that is actually behind our whole lives and doing everything. And actually, he is the one that is going to give us success. I've seen in my life some testing things over the last three decades. Um, that's not to say I'm 30. That's to say how long... <laughs> How long I've been kind of, kind of doing church planting, okay? Um, at times, things just looked impossible. Actually, there's times that we look pretty daft and insignificant. And you had that thing of feeling like, so why do you think you're going to succeed in this when others have tried this and it hasn't really worked out. So why do you think that? But you hang in there and you trust God and his promises and his favor and you kind of blot out what other people are kind of saying in that way and you stand and you see God do it. In 1986, Five of us planted a wee church in Biker, which is a sort of inner city council estate um, in Newcastle. Anne and I had our six kids and a dog. (laughs) And we lived there for 10 years. They were 10 long years. (laughs) We lived through times of broken windows uh, most months, uh, kids getting, our kids getting attacked, cars needing to be parked several streets away in order not to get vandalized. Um, but you know what? God blessed us and God grew the church. And eventually we bought a big building in Newcastle City Centre, now called the Castle Gate Centre. And you know what? We knew that it was God that was doing it. God provided all the finances, all the leadership, everything He had provided, and we knew that it was him. At times, at the early days, we felt very insignificant, but we trusted God. In 2002, we came to Edinburgh after sensing that God had a new adventure for us. Dave Holden was involved in that, 
And he'd encouraged Anne and I and said, yeah, let's plant the first New Frontiers church in Scotland. So 12 of us came up, to name a few that are still here with us, Dan and Julie, Karen and Phil, Alps and her family, Michael. And later we gained some, which have been children there, okay? People like Marianne and <laughs> Libby uh, and Hannah and Amel. Um, and in the early days here, there wasn't loads to see, but God was very gracious for us. And we managed to get within the first year a great uh, high school that had just been built, St. Thomas of Aquin's High School, where we met every Sunday. Um, and we stayed there for eight years. Others came along and joined our little motley crew um, in those days, believing that too, that God was with us. Luke and Shaw, Rob and Joni, Kat, Sandy, Chris and Rachel, Eileen, Rachel Brailsford, Becky, Joel, Ev, Dave and Libby, Johnny and Kat, Lauren, Raph and Doris, Sharon, Gordon, Angelo and Claire, Debbie, Ali and Lydia, Mariska, Simon, Anne Graham. You know, it's Anne Graham's going in two weeks' time. She's been with us for how many years? It's a long time. She's going to New Zealand. Uh, so we just want to wish her all the best, don't we? Yeah. Some people that, you know, just want to commend you for kind of being here and being here with us and shouldering it with us. Yeah. Thank you. So we continued to grow and we saw many saved and baptized. And then six or seven years ago, we saw this building come up for sale. We believe God that he wanted us to have it. We weren't looking for a building, but it sort of came up and we just thought, actually, God's in this. And so we looked basically at how much we could realistically afford. Uh, and we offered in a, in a closed bid system, as it has in Scotland, 400K. There were 11 other people bidding, and we came second. We were outbidded by 200K. But you know what? That's half, half what we offered. So we got, <coughs> you know, God looked on us favorably. As did the committee that was involved, that many of those people had been part of this church previously uh, as part of Church of Scotland, and decided to, in spite of the price difference, to offer it to us because they wanted to see a gospel-based church remain here rather than being given over to uh, some developer. So we moved in, we did the place up, we changed heating and seating and lighting and generally bringing the place up to date. And then a few years ago, uh, we made a decision to move across to this sphere of kind of family network of churches called New Ground, led by Dave Holden. After all, he'd been instrumental in, in actually sending us here in the first place. 
shortly after this, uh, Luke and uh, Daniel Duggan became elders, along with uh, Dan and myself. Church planting has always been on our agenda. Big city church helping to resource a local one in the very similar pattern that Ephesus helped plant out Colossae and some of those other seven churches in that whole area. And then a couple of years ago, we felt God stir us to plant out again. There was a surge of faith for West Lothian and Livingston. And last year, a number of couples moved, uh, changed schools, started meeting once a month in a local primary school. About 25 adults and 20 kids. And they've seen some great initiatives this last year. They've seen Livy Dads. Everybody asks me, what is Livy Dads? <clears throat> Livy Dads, which is Livingston Dads, a dads group every uh, Saturday initiated by uh, Michael. Uh, and just there to actually, a lot of these dads don't, you know, families don't go to church or anything, but they come along, they have bacon butties, and they have some great sort of times together. Um, we've also done sort of park runs, which have just been great things, just going out into the local community, giving out free coffee and cakes and stuff and telling people about the church, having a lot of favour. People saying, do tell me about it. What is going on here? We've run an alpha course, uh, saw a couple come and stay right the way through, still there, still kind of waiting for them to properly cross the line, but still with us in relationship. Um, and then most recently of all, we found a new venue to meet in, which we are going to meet in for the first time next Sunday. Uh, and this is the Lanthorn uh, Community Centre, which is right next to the main kind of shopping centre um, in Livingston. And the main room kind of accommodates about 180 people. Uh, and it, it's, it's fantastic. And what is really fantastic is that the lady, Donna, who's kind of in charge of lettings, said, you know what, I want to try... I want to try and get the price down for you. I hadn't asked that the price be brought down. But she just said, you know what, I just like, and I'm thinking, why are you saying this to me? Why are you kind of, you're, you're more insistent than I am. You're like, yeah, I want to try. So she tried one avenue and that wasn't successful. And then she tried, she said, you know what, I, I found out there's a, there's a kind of thing where you can become a kind of an associate member. And all you've got to do is kind of pay about 100 quid a year and you get every room that you're letting for only, instead of paying kind of 15 quid an hour, you're paying four quid an hour. Do you know how much that is? I worked it out. Do you know that we save something like four, uh, three and a half K a year? And she just, she did it. This is the favor of God. We're believing for the favor of God, even from people that actually, I don't know if she knows Christ even, you know? She's just saying, I just want to do this for you. We're seeing God work. We're believing for that. So, in just a few minutes, we're going to pray for the whole team that's going, okay? Um, Luke's going to speak and Dan's going to speak. We're going to miss them, yeah? There's a sadness. Is that we're going to miss them. But I just want to say, this is Livingston we're talking about. It's not Auckland, you know? It's kind of... It's, it, it, it is only just a few minutes away. You know, it's like, you know... Um, finally... For those, I want to say this, for those going and for those staying, 
We're trusting God for God's favour. God's favour there, God's favour here. Yeah? Are we believing that? Yeah? Are we people of a different spirit? Yes. You know, I believe that he will more than compensate for any gaps left here and that he will soon grow the church there because our God does that. Yeah? And I definitely testified to that in my life that I've seen it over and over again. I am believing that it is God, my God, who gives us this land. My God who supplies all my needs and enables me to be generous in giving, not just my personal finance, but to seed people into his plans. We're not like the world who sees all the giants and the obstacles, but we see God who is always able to complete what he started. Amen? God has given us a different spirit, one filled with faith, believing, ready for change, young at heart. Amen? Amen, John? <clears throat> young at heart. Um, and now I'm going to hand over to Luke, who's going to tell us some of the big changes that are going to be happening here. It's great to be part of a story that's bigger than you, isn't it? It's great to feel that you are being brought into something, caught up into something that you might not have thought of, that wouldn't have been your intention, but is God's plan. And that's what's happening. That's what's happening, whether you are uh, part of West Lothian, King's Church West Lothian, or whether you're part of uh, King's Church Edinburgh, or whether you're visiting us uh, today. The story that we've been referring to when uh, God's people crossed the River Jordan They all had to cross. God miraculously parted the river. They wouldn't have been able to cross it any other way. But even though some of them went first, all of them went. All of them had to believe that God would continue to hold the water at bay, that they would cross and that they would be part of what God was doing. And so I want you to hold that in your heart as you think about what we're doing. It's not just we wave and say, oh, it's great. Those guys have gone. Every one of us is crossing in faith, believing that God is taking us on and doing it together. As Dan's already mentioned, it's a, a big weekend for Edinburgh in, in many ways. Uh, this Queensferry Crossing uh, that's being uh, launched this weekend, uh, which... Um, People are excited about, and when I speak to people down south, they're like, oh, it's, it's, so they're, they're making a new bigger bridge, are they? And, and I, I kind of thought, I was like, um, actually, no, they're not. It's, it's just better at not having to stop because of the wind. And there is a hard shoulder, so if someone breaks down, the whole thing doesn't snap, foul up. And, and also, the other one's kind of falling apart. We don't like to talk about it, but it is. This is... Uh, a change that's really about safety rather than about expansion. Well, that's not what's going on here. We're not doing things because they're safe. We're not doing things because uh, things are a little ropey and maybe if we do something new, uh, it'll be strong. We're doing things because God has called us to move on and to move forward. And we believe that God wants to bring more people into his kingdom through us as a church. And so we need to make more opportunities for that to happen. 
There are two ways to change. One is you're forced to. One is you believe in something that's yet to come. And so the changes that we are making are not because this building is full, not because uh, we haven't got things for people to do, but because we believe God is calling us to increase our capacity that he will fill it. You don't wait in leadership. You don't wait until you're at full capacity in anything. Oh, now what we can do to grow a bit. No, in the purposes of God, you create, you expand. You say, I believe that God is going to, as we uh, open up, fill us in new ways. That's faith. That's believing it before we see it, but being confident in our God. West Lothian is a huge new venture for us as a church, but we're also expanding closer to home. This room, and particularly with the upstairs as well, is not yet full. But we know there are people who we won't reach if Sunday morning is the only option uh, that we give them. And so we want to give them another meeting using this wonderful building that uh, God's given us, that Matthew described, that uh, was one in faith and given in generosity. We think God's got plenty more to do in this building. And so we are going to start uh, from next Sunday, new evening services that will be a consistent and ongoing part of the life of King's Church. We've met in the evenings before, but they've always been on and off here and there, changed according to circumstance. And we're now saying no, every Sunday, we're going to meet in the evening at 6 p.m. The prophetic story behind this is that uh, we were uh, very much focused on sending out King's Church West Lothian and excited about that. And at our May uh, conference, our missional church conference, uh, we were just praying for that. And then uh, Emma Lucas, who's one of the members here, just brought this word. I see God uh, saying about uh, two becoming three. And when you're a busy leader and you hear things like that, you tend to have a variety of reactions going on inside you. (laughs) Because you think, Lord... Two is a lot right now. We're suddenly going to two. And then God's saying something else. I wonder what that is. We were speaking as elders the following week, reviewing the conference, talking about other things. Things were on our heart. And we started speaking about the evening service. And as we did so, uh, there are moments where you just feel faith is in the room. You're having a discussion about something. And then suddenly you're talking about like, I really want this to happen. It's not I think this might happen or it could happen or I'd like to happen. I want this. I believe this is going to happen. And so we felt maybe this is what God's saying, two into three. A couple of weeks later, we had a prayer meeting here at the church. We hadn't really mentioned it to many people. And a series of words uh, were given, uh, the Holy Spirit speaking to different people about this expansion. Hannah Kelly had a picture of a, a pregnant woman and how her body, as the child grows in her, has to change. And it's, it's painful and challenging, but there's new life that comes from it. And as a team, we were thinking very much about, gosh, there's a lot of challenges coming. That was such an encouraging picture. And Dave Hill saw a, a dual plug socket. He said uh, he felt that one was West Lothian and one was Edinburgh and that a four-way plug was being plugged in uh, to the Edinburgh socket. And God was saying expansion. And so we then thought, well, we better just tell the prayer meeting what's going on and why God is saying this. And, uh, and then Yatunde brought a, a word from God, uh, from God's word about when God promises that he'll give us everything we need. So we felt God's speaking. God's spoken. And when God speaks, you've got to obey. And so that's what we're doing. Um, it's been tricky. September is the obvious time uh, for us to do this, to make this change. It's the time of year when we get most new people coming uh, into the city and into this church. But we realized God was saying this to us at about the start of June. So we've had a three-month run into this. We would have preferred somewhere between six and 12 months. 
because that would have enabled us to do things really well, really smoothly, really carefully. Uh, and it just hasn't been able to be like that because we felt we've got to obey God. And we've got to move now. And uh, so we've worked really hard. Uh, but there will also be some things where we're going to need to bear with one another in love as we work this out on the way. And we'll need grace for each other and, and understanding and, and, and things like that. And that's part of what it is to be God's people uh, together. So an evening meeting. It's going to have the same values, uh, but a different style. We're going to be teaching from the Bible every week. We're going to expect the Holy Spirit to be with us as we worship God together. We're going to be a welcoming community. These are things that Kings is all about and the evening service will be all about. But we also want to start it with a different feel. We don't want it just to be simply a replica of the morning meeting. So we'll be... I mean, some of these changes, it's just as well you're sitting down. But we're going to be beginning with refreshments. I know. Because because we want people to come in and be able to relax straight away and and, and start chatting with people. Uh, We're going to start our time of worship with a personal testimony, someone sharing something about how Jesus changed their life. And then we will worship together led by a band. Uh, We'll have notices and an offering, which doesn't sound very exciting, but that's not usually something we do in the evening meetings. But this evening is fully part of the life of Kings. And so we'll be sharing the news and encouraging people to give. We'll be preaching. Uh, It's not the same series as in the morning. In the morning uh, from next week, we're going to be uh, looking through Paul's letter to the Ephesians. In the evening, we're going to be looking at what does Jesus say about various important and or controversial issues. And we're going to end the time, the last five minutes or so, we're going to give people an option. We're going to say, uh, you're welcome to respond in one of two ways. If you want to talk about this some more, here's a question uh, for you guys to talk about. If you want to pray about it, here's something to pray about. And we'll be arranging the room differently as well. There'll be chairs and tables out and things like that and moody lighting or mood lighting. And there'll be, uh, as we do in the morning, there'll be social events to follow as well. Uh, There won't be a planned children's work or youth work, but we do think our young people are going to like it. I want to encourage you if you're a parent and uh, it's just, you're just just kind of dragging my kid in the morning, Uh, although they have brilliant youth work, they might just get excited about the idea of coming to a service on their own terms. If you say, hey, I'll take you to this evening service. I was at a church uh, previously where the, the evening meeting, there were scores of young people came and there was real faith there. And I believe God may want to do that amongst us. So we think our young people will like it. We think a lot of other people are going to like it too. Timothy Keller, church leader, a guy who's grown a very large church in a city, he says this, he says, the single best way to increase attendance is to multiply Sunday services. When you give people more options, more people opt. So that's what we're believing for. Sunday mornings can't work for everyone. And so we'd like to invite them to Kings at a different time. And this is us giving them another way in. just want to say as well, there's always a danger when we do new things, that old things can seem to be diminished. Uh, we, as, a, as people, and certainly in our culture, get thrilled with the new and can tend to either take the old for granted uh, or, or, or not see as much value in it. That is absolutely not what we are doing. We're thrilled about West Lothian. We're excited about Sunday evenings. But Sunday morning meetings have always been our biggest growth factor in our life as a church. And we are confident that they will continue to be foundational to our life. And that God's going to grow us through them and bring many people in the mornings. 
It is when most people naturally would think to come to church. So there are going to be, as our West Lothian guys leave, we've transitioned that after a while, there'll be some people who are going to focus on the evenings. There are going to be gaps around here. There's going to be gaps on seats. There's going to be gaps on serving rotors. And we who are part of the morning meetings, uh, we need to give ourselves to filling those gaps, uh, to continue inviting people along, welcoming people in and serving. For some people, and Dan's going to talk more about this, there may even be a doubling up of serving for a season. I want to encourage you to respond. If you feel God's just itching you on that, go for it. In larger meetings, it is harder to know uh, who's new and who isn't. And so it tends, uh, for those of us here who are British anyway, to make us less likely in case we would say, are you new? And they say, no, I'm not. Oh, goodness me. Um, So I just think that would be awful. You could just say, I don't think we've met before, and that'd be fine. But anyway, the fact that we're creating space in these meetings means there'll be more people who you might recognize. I don't know you. How can I connect with you? How can I say hello to you? Eventually, we'll we'll be back to the current challenge levels that we have at the moment, but that's good news. That's a good problem to have. So Sunday mornings and Sunday evenings, there's plenty to get involved in. Just say that we've asked, uh, the others have asked um, Sandy and Hannah Deans uh, to lead the meeting in the evening. Uh, Dan and I will be particularly involved as elders as Matthew obviously gives himself uh, into the West Lothian situation. And there's going to be lots of opportunities for other people to step up and serve in new ways. There will be worship leaders and preachers who you haven't seen in the mornings. There'll be other people leading teams and serving in all sorts of different ways. And Dan is going to tell us some more about that. Great, isn't this good? Isn't this exciting? I feel God is with us. And uh, do you see it? Jordan, it's right there. Do you see it? Are you ready to get your feet wet? Because it says that the first people who crossed the Jordan, they had to go and stand in the river. (laughs) Um, They had to go and stand in the river for the waters to part. And therefore, there's a sense in which it's not always comfortable to take steps of faith. I want to level with you here. A couple of years ago, when we first started talking about church planting, and I was totally excited about it, I was like, yeah, God, let's do it. And then in my head, I think I had a list of names of people I'd be very happy to go to West Lothian and and to send and say, you're really happy, Lord. (laughs) And then this other group began to emerge of all these people in Kings who I thought, no, I like these people here in Kings, and I love what they do. I love their gifts. I see how they're going to grow into maturity here and do so much for us here. And I had to get with God about that because there were times, even when I felt really excited, and this could be your dilemma this morning, I'm excited, but I just feel, as Matthew said, that emotional sense. I had to get with God about it and say, God, I just feel these two conflicting things. And I remember God spoke to me from Haggai chapter 1 where Uh, God's speaking to a a disobedient, lazy people. And he says, this people says the time has not yet come for the Lord's house to be rebuilt. And God said, Dan, you're being like that. It is time. It's time. And so God got hold of me and perhaps God needs to get hold of you today and to, to speak encouragement and life into your heart. And we're now at the place where we're really thrilled to be sending out this group. I don't know um, if, if, how many of you here are, uh, youngest siblings in families. Yeah, good. I, I was a youngest sibling of four. And do you remember family holidays, if you had them when you were growing up, where they were really fun because you were the youngest and all of that, and then slowly all your siblings left home? And then do you remember that last holiday before you left home? Wasn't that the pits? <laughs> I remember mine still. It was a dark moment of my life. 
It was on the Isle of Man, sharing a hotel room with my mum and dad, <laughs> age 16. I thought, oh, this is, this is terrible. But hey, here's the thing about families. They move on, don't they? You move out of home, you get to know new people, you, you find friends, you perhaps get married, you have children. Yeah, family is always moving. So if you're in a moment today, we think, gosh, all these people, everything's changing, people are going. Here's the wonderful thing. It's changing all the time. And if things changed, stayed the same, it would be really, really frustrating. And some churches, believe it or not, are in that place to say, nothing's changed here for years. God is doing something remarkable here. So stick in. If you're thinking, um, rather than stepping in and stepping up, I want to step up and step out. Do not do that, please. God has a plan for you here. Stay with us. Keep believing God. Keep reaching out. Keep making new friends. Um, let me say a, a couple of practical things. We need you to step into this river with us, all of us. We're all going together. We need you to step up in terms of responsibility, everybody here. Here's a couple of practical areas. Our giving, our income needs to step up. We're going from one Sunday morning gathering to planting a church in West Lothian and having double meetings here on a Sunday. We need more income to facilitate that. Some of you here already give. If you don't give, I'd love to invite you to begin that faith journey of giving to King's Church. If you give already, we'd love you to think about and pray about giving a little bit more. Some of us here, a good number of us here would adopt that biblical principle of giving a tenth of our income. So whatever salary comes in, we say a tenth, I'm going to give that to kings as a way of worshipping God and supporting the ministry and work of King's Church. If you don't do that, I want to invite you to do that. These are all really practical things you could do. Our finances for West Lothian for here will be shared for a little while yet. So we're all just giving into one pot at the moment. Here's the second thing you can do. We've talked about this a lot. You can serve. Uh, our Sunday evening um, teams are filling up nicely, but at the back on the Connect desk, you'll find a load of uh, tick boxes you can tick. If you're able to serve, particularly on a Sunday morning in our children's work, there's always space for you. And also in um, our practical teams and welcome teams, we would love to have you serving. Sometimes people think, well, it's not totally my thing. These aren't areas I'd choose to serve in. Most of the growth in my Christian life has come through serving in areas that I wouldn't have chosen to serve in. That's honestly true. Where things have needed to be done and somebody had to do it, so I said, well, I could do that. That's how you grow as a Christian. I want to encourage you to do that. Thirdly, Luke's described this, looking out, welcoming, and befriending new guests. Make it a discipline of yours whenever you're here at church, not just to talk to your friends. We love chatting to our friends. Of course, we want to do that on a Sunday morning. But look out, make it a discipline to say, once Every week, I'm going to go and talk to at least one person that I've never met before and extend the welcome of Jesus into this church. And fourthly, in committing and persevering, just in regular attendance, please come twice if you're able to on a Sunday. Please sign up for more than one team if you're able to for a season. That would be wonderful. Do it within your capacity. There's no pressure, but we would love you to get stuck in as much as you can. And God is going to do a good thing among us. Right, in a, in a moment, we're going to um, pray. In fact, worship team, why don't you come and uh, join us? We're going to be praying for the West Lothian guys and the Sunday evening meeting team. I just want to share some prophetic encouragements I just stumbled across this week. Uh, in 2009, a guy called Julian Adams, who's a, a very prophetic voice, he came to our church and at that time, our church had just bought a new building across town. We didn't have this one. Um, and 
what is going on back here? Some kind of party going on here. Um, in 2009, we, we, didn't, we just bought a very small building across town. It had really stretched us financially. We were really excited about it. We were a smaller church. Our youth group consisted of one family. And uh, we, we also we talked about leadership development a lot, and we did leadership seminars and things, but we, we didn't have a structured leadership training program, and we had this desire to plant churches. Anyway, this guy, Julian Adams, he prophesied into, into us at that time. And first thing he said was this. He said, this new building, he said, I know it's new and everything, but I just feel God wants you to ask him for something much bigger. Wow. God is faithful. He gave us this. Another thing that he said was this. He said, I see a resourcing anointing. I see that God will be adding teachers to you and you'll be running a training base here. And out of that training base, you'll be planting churches. We knew nothing about academy at this point. And I don't think even Luke was with us on staff at that point. Suddenly we find ourselves with Luke and we're running academy and we're planting a church in West Lothian. God is faithful. Isn't that amazing? Here's the third thing he said. He said, I see God restoring your cutting edge in evangelism, particularly among young people and children. And he said, I see this multimedia outreach to young people and teenagers, and it's colorful and it's multimedia. He was describing Hub 104 without knowing it. You go down in that room, and there's more projectors and TVs and devices than you could ever imagine. It's a multimedia outreach to the community. And he, he, he just went, he's like, God is faithful. He's fulfilled all of his promises over us, and he is fulfilling them. Can we believe him? to take us across the Jordan and into this next phase where we see churches planted in West Lothian to see this church growing and being even more fruitful. Do you think we can? I think we can too.